Hello everyone and welcome to the sixth season of the Soul Spawn Quest. This podcast is made for seasoned coaches, creatives and entrepreneurs to share their stories to the next generation of change makers. The intention behind this podcast is a lot of times when we are passionate about something and we are jumping in and starting something new, we feel a lot of motivation, a lot of gusto. We are like, this is it. This is what we were made for. But we hit our very first obstacle and we are down in the valley of despair. We feel like we don't know what to do. We are stuck there. A lot of times people either stay stuck there, they quit, they go out and start something new, hoping that they won't end up here, which in reality is not something that is possible because a lot of times you will face obstacles. No matter what journey you are on, or they push through and progress, knowing that they will face obstacles, but they have the tools necessary to move forward. This podcast is made for the people who are stuck in the valley of despair or who could potentially be stuck here. Once again, the intention behind it is to inspire these people and share with them that they are not alone on this journey. A lot of people have faced similar problems and they have come forward and progressed. They have won in life. They are seasoned because they have experienced a lot of these things that we might potentially be facing. We hope that listening to their stories gives you the tools you require to get out of the value of despair, to get unstuck, and to follow your dreams. So I hope you get to do that with today's guest. Super excited to have you here. Let's go. Let's get this started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season six of the Souls Conquest. I am so excited to be here, so excited to have Ari, someone who I have been, I don't know Ari, if you know this or not, but I have been following you on LinkedIn for a really long time before we ever connected. So when you reached out to me on Polyverk, I was like, is that Ari? I see, oh my gosh, it is. And so I am so hyped to have you here. I've been following your content. Um, I know you're friends with Kung Pik and uh, she's friends with me so I was like mutuals so yeah, yeah I am yeah it's so amazing to have you here I'm super 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 hyped up to have you on this podcast how are you doing today I am so excited to be here today thank you so much for bringing me in here I can't wait to dive in into the conversation and <laughs> yeah let's get started let's get started all right so Ari for anyone who's listening to you or watching you for the very first time Please go ahead and introduce yourself. The stage is yours. Okay, thank you. First of all, it's snowy day in Chicago. Um, if you happen to hear some background noises, I apologize for that. People are, you know, doing cleaning with the snow. Forgot what it's called. Um, shoveling the snow. There you go. Anyway. Hi, everybody. My name is Arik Sherzak. I am the CEO and head of strategy at Sikalovia. We are a minority women-owned web agency based out of Chicago. Oftentimes, we work with women-led brands, those who are you know, in B2B tech, femtech, as well as any organization led by women, where we would work with them through figuring out what their brand strategy looked like, um, implementation on that, as well as, you know, all things related to web, user experiences, design, web development, be it e-commerce or web application, or even maybe you are creating a marketing website. Those are some of the things that we work with our clients so that they can create more impact in the world as well as, you know, gaining momentum they need to scale their business. I love that. That was such a powerful introduction, Ari. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for once again being here. My question to you is this. What led you into this journey? What was the thing that made you, you know, that tipped the scale that was like, you know what, I'm doing this. Oh my goodness. All right. This takes me back to 
almost 15 or over 15 years ago. Some people probably already know this. I mean, if you have maybe following some of my stories on LinkedIn, I grew up in, you know, a terrible country like Indonesia. And to be exact, it was Bali, Indonesia. And if you have heard of the island, you know how it's populated with all things related to tourism. And that's what I grew up with, right? And thinking that, all right, someday I'll also be in tourism somehow. What I didn't know is that I could make my own choice. And being the rebel that I am, I mean, you know, my heart always stays a rebel. But, you know, not knowing that having such possibility, I was just like, you know, following the the tide, right? I'm just like riding with the tide, following the waves, whatever you want to call it. And I thought like, okay, I'll just go to tourism school. But I start exploring different things around people that I, you know, have been hanging out with. So I've been hanging out with like BMXers, you know, skaters back in the day. And they introduced me to the world of design. And at that moment, I finally feel excitement. I realized that there's something here that I want to explore, but I just don't know what it is until I got the confirmation that I finally, you know, passed the, uh, an interview for getting scholarship to, well, tourism school, like full year. You don't have to pay a thing. Just go in and then, you know, well, study. I was excited not going. So my parents obviously was excited, but I wasn't. And I realized that I actually want to do something else. I don't want to do anything related to tourism, really. I want to explore this design, this creative um, thing that I feel can be my career. So that was the beginning of it. I ended up going to art school, right? Even though my parents like kind of mad about me, like letting go the scholarship. But it was really the beginning of me realizing how much I'm really into design, how much I'm really into advertising and marketing and trying to understand how do you present a brand that really can create connection with their audience and more importantly, to help these, you know, these brands really grow into the brand that they want to be, brand that will create impact, brand that could also help lift up people, right? So it's not just about, okay, sell and buy things from me or, you know, buy from the brand, but also what's beyond that? Because now you start seeing so many different brands and you associate it yourself with it it becomes so much more than, oh, it's just a brand. No, it's part of my identity now. So that's the beginning. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to let you like take over from here because I could go yeah. on and on on this. Yeah, no, I would love to hear the entirety of your story. And I have to ask, you know, when your parents were a bit mad, obviously, uh, considering that you were leaving a full scholarship to explore something completely new did that ever discourage you or what made you still stick to your guns and be like you know what no design I think I mentioned earlier that I am a rebel right so <laughs> hey I felt like once I set something for for me to you know achieve to strive forward I am determined to get there mm. so it doesn't matter if my parents are like no you can't go no you can't do it no we can't fund you I'll figure out a way, right? So I felt like it just really shows how resilient I could be when people says no to me, even though it doesn't align with what I'm looking for or with my values. So I think 
a big thing that I would want to maybe stress in here, if you currently are in the same you know, situation where you feel like, oh, your parents may be hoping so much from you to do what they envision you to do, but you don't want to do it, you know, talk to them and make your case in terms of like, why don't you like this? What's what's in it for you in terms of like your own personal development? What do you want to achieve? Like, what is your vision? Tell them what you're envisioning, because I think that's what I'm lacking back then. I just like run with it and I didn't really care. But now that I'm also a mom, I realized that I should have probably done it differently. I should probably, you know, have a conversation, right? And really discuss it as a family. Mm-hmm. So I would say it probably happens, especially for those who are living in Asia, right? I feel like it's it's so cultural um, when it comes to your parents want to do X amount of thing or expect you to do, you know, specific things, be in a specific field and have a specific career, but you have different vision of what you want to do with your life. Mm. I think there should be a middle ground in terms of like what you want, what they, you know, can help support you with, because at the end of the day, this is your life. Mm. So come back to discussing it as a family and really work through it as a team, I guess. Mm. I love that. That is so powerful. I have to say, you know, I don't know if anyone ever shared this with you or not, but I can see your brand behind you. And I have to say, it looks almost like confetti, you know, it's like, ah, <laughs> let's go. And I, I'm like vibing so much, like my attention is going towards that. I'm like, no, are you saying something really dope? I was like, yeah. that looks so dope. Um, I have to ask you, why did you focus on women minority owned companies? Mm, that's a good question. I didn't have this answer, you know, when I started a company. I felt like a lot of us, you know, maybe start a company because, hey, I can make money doing this or your hobby turns into your job or whatnot. You don't have, you know, the clarity immediately in terms of like, what is it that you want to, you know, create impact on or, you know, what's your brand purpose? I feel like very few of us have that you know, clarity in the very beginning of building your own agency, your own studio or business. But for me, it was really taking a while to really understand why is this something I truly value? Why is it something that matter for me? And when I look at it, and after going to, you know, some exercise around finding your brand philosophy, I finally realized I have been guided when I was growing up in Bali, you know, with so many different amazing women. Mm. However, these are the women who are in my family, right? Like my mom, my sister, you know, my aunts and stuff like that. I didn't have the role model I needed to grow my personal development and my personal, you know, career choices and things like that, or even like business development side. But the growth that I have seeing how a lot of the time in Asia, or maybe this is just, you know, in Bali as well, the patriarchy, the way the culture is being brought up is only supporting whatever the men want to do, Mm. not whatever women could potentially do and have or build, right? So I'm fortunate to, you know, being brought up by my parents and given the opportunity to explore what I wanted, even though there's some setback, right? But my parents wasn't somebody who just say like, you are a woman, you can't do X. No, you can do whatever you want. You can have whatever career 
you want to a degree, of course, once they find out. But, um, you know, really going back in here, just to kind of leveling up the plane. We talk a lot about this a decade ago, and I now finally start seeing a lot more push and support towards women who want to well, be that change, wanted to, you know, take on more leadership roles and stuff like that. So to me, I feel like it's more about giving the next generation the inspiration they need. But on top of that, also working with women who don't feel that they are being understood by, you know, other people who are trying to create the vision that they wanted. I felt like I focus mainly for women-led brands or even like building my own company who are, you know, primarily women-owned and minority-owned because a lot of us are amazing. We have so much value, but yet we feel like always the underdog and we have to prove ourselves over and over. I felt that it shouldn't be the case anymore because we all have that, you know, equality. We all have that insights these days. So I think it's just a matter of like giving others the opportunity they need to thrive. And I think that's mainly why we work with so many, uh, you know, minority team members in our team. You'll see it on our website. And also just like giving the chance for others to grow um, and have the support they need. I love that. That is such a powerful mission. And I'm so glad that you went on that brand philosophy how do I say it course yes. exercise yeah exercise exercise yes I'm so glad that you went through that that is so powerful uh my next question to you Ari is this when you started on this journey maybe back when you decided to go from tourism to being getting into design or maybe when you decided to open your own company what were some of the limiting beliefs that held you back or what were some of the things mentally that was like you know what should we be doing this? There was a lot of that going on. I can tell you that. And I love to be just like, you know, Fran and Anas, Fran and Anas on this, because I think a lot more people should be sharing it because we tend to see all the successes out there and not really understand what goes behind the mm -hmm. scene. Also like whatever under the iceberg, right? To me, when I started, you know, the business and even when I, start as freelance graphic designer pursuing things just like through gigs online and stuff like that it was really tough trying to admit that yes you are good right you have the capacity you have the capability you have the expertise i think because i'm seeing so many different influence from the western countries i see a lot of people from the western countries to be superior than i was so I think that really helped me back in terms of like, am I really, you know, worth it? Or do I really have the value that I can deliver to people? Or will people even take me seriously because of my color, right? Um, I think that was a lot of the things that goes into my head. And it's also like, you know, imposter syndrome, those kind of thing. I would say though, imposter syndrome has always been there. I felt like Whenever you try to step out of your comfort zone, it will always come back to you. So for you to say, yes, I overcome imposter syndrome, it's not really mm. um, gone, right? So I felt like it takes time to really embrace that it is part of you. It's there to, you know, really just to kind of warn you, hey, you're stepping into something new. Are you ready, right? Think of it more as 
some sort of like support that try to validate where you want to go instead of like oh it's holding me back um so once you start just like thinking of okay are these really true or what can you do to really gather some feedback from others that can validate your thinking that you do have value so i think when you start hearing people like saying no you're amazing you have this you did this you have made impact it start to come down towards like you accepting who you are and what you can deliver to others i think it's really hard to you know break that pattern where you feel like oh there's always going to be somebody who's greater than me i mean that's true to a degree but the main reason why people come to you however because one, they see the value that you can bring to them. So embrace that and, you know, really get the confidence you need, whatever that might be. Maybe it is trying to overcome the imposter syndrome or maybe asking your current clients or, you know, your network right now in what you have delivering for them in terms of value. Mm, I love that and you know piggybacking off of that uh, I remember I genuinely made this imposter shield jar literally a few days ago and it was all about having a jar where every time someone complimented me or said that they were impacted by the work that I was doing I took a piece of paper I actually have I have like a stack of papers and nice. I, wrote, I used to write everything down and I put it in the jar and it's like this is the proof that my mind needs sometimes when I'm like I am not worthy enough this is a proof that I am making impact and mm-hmm. all I need to do is keep pushing and I love the point that you said right like imposter syndrome oftentimes shows up when we are stepping out of our comfort zone that is so so true and I feel like that is um I have I have shifted my perspective and I've been like you know what this is my go sign this is the thing that tells me that I'm going on the right direction so I definitely love what you're sharing here Ari I wanted to ask you when you were on this journey where you are you know where you were feeling that ah I don't know if people are going to resonate with me people are going to want to work with me and all of these things that you just mentioned to me in this space just now what helped you overcome that mentality and shift into the place where you are right now I think having a really good support system Mm -hmm. is critical right for me it has always been my husband he is the person who introduced me to you know the freelancing world online and then pulled me into building a company with him and I felt like you need somebody who believe Mm. that you are capable of so much more Mm. because sometimes you are so busy looking at things from the inside And you're not able to see how people perceive you from the outside. So when you do have, whether it's, you know, your best friends or your family, maybe it's your mom, your sister, your spouse, whoever, identify like who are these support systems that you feel could, you know, could be there when you feel that imposter syndrome coming to visit you, right? You're going to have that moment like here and there because again, it's never truly gone. But having them right by your side and you can always vent, right? You just always vent and then just like share with them. It's like, here's what I'm feeling right now. We're only human. I feel like it's important to really, you know, identify how we feel and really work with ourselves um, just to better ourselves in the future. But having 
the support system that you needed and that you have, it's going to go a long way. Mm. Many times in my years building the company in the beginning, I would just say, you know what, am I even doing the right thing here? I felt like it's not going anywhere. I felt like I feel like such a failure and, you know, all of those negative thoughts that you have, you know, let it out, right? When you let it out and then have somebody, you know, share with you, well, maybe that's true for you. But from what I see, here's what I've seen you doing. You have been maybe posting consistently on um, LinkedIn or whatever channels that you're at. I see you every day. You are showing up, right? And I feel like people take it for granted that they show up every day. Um, but that creates impact. People see you making that effort. You probably didn't really care because you're like focusing on the higher, um, you know, goals, but small things that you create for the world, maybe, maybe it's just like content, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it is, you know, something else you're actually working with different clients. Mm. These are the, you know, the tangible things that people hold dear to themselves because they feel like you're helping them in some way, shape or form. So when you hear all of those feedback, you'll be amazed to think like, oh my God, you're right. Why didn't I think of that? I didn't see it because I was so focused and just, you know, critiquing myself internally. But out from the outside, a lot of people are really seeing so many great things that you have been giving them in their life. I love that. Oh, that was such a powerful answer. Thank you so much for that, Ari. I have to ask you, outside of your support system from your husband, was there ever any other support system that you had on this journey? Or did you ever have any mentors on this journey that guided you into being where you are right now? Yes, I would say, you know, having mentors have helped me, you know, be where I am today, right? Mm -hmm. And on top of that, too, Women entrepreneurs um, and business owners in my network has been super supportive. Sure, mm-hmm. you'll find bad apples here and there. I feel like that's going to be everywhere. But hang on to those who really lend their hands whenever you feel down, whenever you have issues and stuff like that. There's so many amazing women out there, at least in my world right now, right? I feel like you could find these you know, connection and network of people who will also support you. but I believe that when you gain mentorship as well as the support from your network, Mm. you can thrive alongside with them. The mentor is going to give you all the, you know, experience that they had, the mistakes that they have made and, you know, a secret success that they can, you know, share with you. And you're basically taking advantage of like, you know, the shortcut so that you don't have to make that same mistake. So I felt like having mentors is really important because then you have a full picture. Okay, what do everyone have done in the past, maybe around sales or maybe around growing their business? How Mm. can I get there faster knowing that they have done mistakes in the past that I should probably not do, right, and repeat? So I felt like that was important. But also overall as well, you don't know sometimes what's happening in the industry until you talk with specific mentors who have tremendous, you know, years of experience in said industry. So take advantage of like really connecting with mentors that you feel could be, you know, a champion of you and also cheerleading for you and vice versa as well. And, you know, going back into 
let's just say like your network, right? Identify who you want to have in your network. Mm. I know I'm probably going to, you know, mess this up, but there, there's some saying about like you are a collection of, you know, five people yeah, in your network, ooh, things I like that. that. Yeah. Um, not maybe not exactly that, whatever, but it's you get the idea, you get the gist of it. Yeah. But it is true though, because you'll be amazed on how you would behave around these people and how your thinking will shift mm -hmm. around these people. So if you can take a quick look of who do you really hang out with, you know, day in and day out, who do you want to have in your circle of maybe five close network? Mm -hmm. Who are these people? Can you, can they inspire you? Can you inspire them? Can you guys challenge each other? Can you hold each other accountable? Right. I felt like that has been helpful for me as well because I am an ambivert, right? Sometimes I like to be left alone, but I also like love seeking others' companion and just like network and being surrounded by people and their brilliant minds. So I felt like that is another way to grow as well beyond just the mentorship. Oh, I love that. Who would be some of the mentors that you would suggest people would look into based off of, you know, like obviously everyone has, like you mentioned, you know, you gave a really powerful tip in there that figure out who you want to reach out to, figure out who you align with, and then you reach out to them. Um, and a great way to do that is actually network out there. Who would mm -hmm. be some of the mentors that supported you in your journey that people could possibly check out if you could, you know, name drop them <laughs> name of, drop yeah name drop them so that yeah. people can check them out i think that would be so yeah dope. goodness um my very first mentor is emily from lime red studios she mm -hmm. has been amazing support for me in the beginning um we'll never forget how kind she is just like pointing things that i did wrong all that different stuff i also got mentorship from a very curated program um through chicago women networking event um called we bank no sorry um it's actually the wing um okay that one is with wendy bomb um she has you know, established a really successful business. And I was happy to learn from her as well, especially around things related to leadership. I felt like when I, you know, got into mentorship relationship with her, I did not think that a leadership position could be for me. Mm. I felt like I don't need leadership. I mean, like, why would I need leadership? Like, um, I don't care for now. But she was really challenging me to step out of my boundaries and step mm -hmm. out of my comfort zone around you know being more out there being in front of your target audience right so I I owe her for that through and through thank you Wendy um so this next person is not necessarily my mentor directly but I am in his group and stuff like that so if you're familiar with Chris Doe I've seen him as a mentor of mine because he shares so much knowledge and coming down in terms of like, how do you define mentorship? I think there are so many different ways to do it. Number one, if you're looking at, let's say, you know, people who has busy schedules and you ask them to be a mentor, chances are they might not be able to do that for you or not having the time to dedicate for you. Mm -hmm. But if you really look up to somebody in your industry or in your network, 
take a look at their social media or maybe even other projects that they have, or maybe they have written a book. Have they been on a podcast, right? You can learn from them that way and utilize that as mentorship as well, because who's to say that a book is not a mentorship way mm. right? or a mentorship channel or a way for you to really gain knowledge. I felt like there's so many ways to, you know, pursue mentorship in a non-traditional way. So it's a win-win technically. You don't have to repeat the same million question that maybe other mentees have asked these people. Yeah. And you just straight dive in into the content that you need in order to help you grow. I love that. That is so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. My next question to you, Ari, is this. You already mentioned some of the limiting beliefs that you had. Were there any other struggles that you went through as an entrepreneur, as a creative on your journey? And what were some of the solutions that you came up with to overcome them? Mm. It took me a while to actually embrace two things. Number one, my upbringing, right? Like I mentioned earlier, I see, you know, Westerners as a superior being than I am. And it took me quite a while to just realize that, hey, everyone here are equal, right? It took me a while to embrace that, but also, you know, just realizing how do I convey my voice? I think that was really hard for me the first time because I was always thought to, you know, not to create drama, not to create controversy, right? It's like, you know, just put your head down, don't create troubles and stuff like that. So for me, that translates into not having a voice that I can project whenever there is a certain issue or maybe there's like a social cause and stuff like that. It took me a while to find that voice because I felt like, oh, I think I definitely need to share what my you know, my vision, my thinking, or what do I really feel all along, sorry, around all of these different issues that pop up, right? It felt like I was challenged to finally voice it out. Um, and it wasn't easy, I would say, for those who still feel like, yeah, I'm having issue trying to figure out, you know, what my messages are, or how do I voice out my thinking and stuff like that. Take it like small step at a time, maybe start with your, you know, with your family with your friends and try to I don't know do some sort of like debate and things like that get comfortable with that conflict or the feeling of like discussion or debate and things like that it can get very hard for people who has always been told like yeah don't create controversy and stuff like that I could really feel how do I say this like it it's hard right because that in your core you felt like oh this is not good it just doesn't feel good I don't want to do it but challenge yourself to do it because the more you practice the easier it will get and then you'll be able to just voice out what are your thoughts on so and so you know mm -hmm. social costs or social issues and things like that it's much easier to voice out your thoughts and thinking when you already overcome the feeling that this is okay it's okay to voice out your concerns and stuff I love that what is something that you hope to achieve as an entrepreneur, as a person who's leading an agency? What do you hope to achieve that people working with you would receive after a project ends? Mm. I feel like that's a two-sided two question. Um, the first one, I would say internally from me and my team, right? The way we build... Our company, Sikalofia, has always been 
for flexibility to support you know our life right we love doing what we do and flexibility is huge for us mm. whenever our team member you know applied for a position and the main reason why I ended up we ended up working with them is not just because they have the capability the skills but they're not only also open minded but they're striving to create the flexibility they need to help support their own well lifestyle and that's big for us um the other thing for you know externally this time mm-hmm. for our client whenever we work with them things that we always hope um to deliver is definitely the experience we have guiding them from like beginning to end guiding them like you know side by side on different projects be it from the strategy design implementation all the way to support but really what we're taking away from them is their headache right they just don't know how to figure things out and they need somebody they trust that's why we're there for them to just really take all of that pain away mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about a thing on all things related to branding user experience and you know all things technology on your website we'll take care of that so that you can focus on building your business and have a trusted team leading that part for you um and i felt like often time when we have these alignment and collaboration with them everybody wins like we get to deliver the quality work that we do have as a team but they also achieve so much more that can help them propel their growth in the future i love that why is it important to you why is it important that you be that trusted team on the side as people mm. manage the jobs manage the thing that they want to do that's a good one and i'm going to tell you this is not to you know look down on my own industry right but there are a lot of you know agencies out there who just want to take your money mm. right they just want to take your money they're going to do it in a crappy job and that's it and you'll be frustrated by it and we i'm also in the other side i have had different engagement with different vendors you know being left with nothing being left with just like a crappy job and i mean like i don't want to be you know an agency who would deliver such experience right we strive so much in delivering you know high performing experience and really guiding people all the way through the project So that's why it's so important for us to do this because I want them to be happy. I want them to feel that this is the right partner we need. I want them to feel like this is so much value and I cannot believe that, you know, these people exist. I've heard that many times and I felt like there's so few of us out there who sometimes can really communicate well and it takes us a long time to do so. but i'm happy to just kind of see the growth that our clients have every time we finish a project or after you know a certain amount of time when we finish a the project they gain to a certain level in their business and that makes me truly happy because i felt like i created an impact for their business so that they can continue creating more impact for their audience i love that my next question to you ari is this do you feel in retrospect have you grown as an individual from when you got into design and creativity to where you are right now <laughs> oh man okay i chuckle here simply because i have seen some 
you know, some pictures from my past, right? A decade ago or more than a decade ago, or things that I created, things that I wrote, things that I designed. Oh goodness. Um, I'm a little bit embarrassed with <laughs> what I have, you know, created and put in the world out there um during that time. But I think it's also something that I need to embrace, right? I felt like a lot of time we take it for granted that we grow into someone better, right? We grow into, well, somebody that we strive to be essentially, but we're not going to be able to do that. We don't make mistakes. Mm. So to me, I felt like there has been so much growth for me personally, looking at, you know, my knowledge or the way I present myself, the way I talk to people, the way I, well, do everything really Mm -hmm. in life. And I think our perspective changes every day as you learn new things, as you, you know, get connected with different people and seeing their behavior, or maybe they're, they are a role model that you strive forward to be. I felt like that has come across my personal experience because I'm running the business, right? For some others, maybe it come across to you because you are trying to maybe step step up into a new position or maybe gain new roles and the leaderships and things like that for your organization. But as long as you're not going to stop learning, you're always going to continue to grow. And I felt like... I have always been open to learning something new, but now I felt like I've learned so much and I'm trying to be you know, selective in terms of like, what do I need to learn that can help me in my current journey that will also, you know, help me hit my goals. So I don't know if that really have answer, you know. No, 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 it definitely did. Thank you so much for answering that. Yeah. Oh, I have to ask you, uh, are you ready to play a quick fire round? So it's genuinely like one number one tips for some of the questions that I have for you. Would you be down? All sure. right. Yeah. Um, like, you know, quick one sentence answers almost. Um, and it would be number one tip for someone who's starting out in the creative industry right now. Mm. I would say look around you, mm. right? Simply because... It's such a fierce and competitive market now. Ever since pandemic, there is a lot more talent coming into the creative industry. Mm. And on top of that, you now start seeing how people's perception Mm. around career in creative has changed. Mm. Back then, you know, people would would probably ask you, can you really make money out of that? Mm. But now everybody knows, yes, you can make money out of doing design, you know, branding, photography, writing. It's a fair game. So Mm. I felt like my biggest tip would be look around you, Mm. look around you first and then really ask yourself, what can you contribute to the industry? Right. It's no longer about like how good you are right now. It's now about like what value are you bringing into the industry? Yeah. And I know it might sound a little bit harsh and you might be thinking, but hey, Ari, I have the skill, man. Oh, women <laughs> or dude, yes. whatever. <laughs> Why do I need to look around? Like, mm. what does that matter? It mm. matters simply because, you know, your future employers or your future clients, they are no longer just looking at how good you are. They're going to look at how are you different, mm. right? If I'm looking at 
you know, one designer versus another designer and yet another designer, how are you standing out? And if you don't know that and you only rely on your skills, you're not going to go anywhere. Mm. So I highly believe that everybody have their, you know, their own unique perspective. They have their own unique approach in doing things. You Mm. can leverage that. Maybe you can, you know, look into specific niche, specific Mm. industry that is important for you that really gets you excited, right? Leverage anything that you could possibly use to really present how are you different in the market not just yes i'm just yet another designer or i'm just yet another writer it's no longer work so definitely look around you oh you know what you genuinely answered all the questions that i had set out for you you're like (laughs) that was such an amazing answer oh my gosh ari all right you know what we are moving on to the second phase of the podcast because you were so brilliant in the first one. Um, my question to you is this. Now, this podcast originally started out as a spiritual podcast and as an ode to that. I often ask people who come on here, what are some of their spiritual and self-care practices that they do on a daily routine to help balance their work and life and be in a space where they can talk and work from where they are aligned with or who they are within themselves. If that question mm. makes sense, if you know, that was a huge mouthful of a question. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, you know, the conversation around self-care and also balance and stuff mm. like that. This might be not, this might not be the answer that you're looking for, but I'm going to answer it this way anyway, simply because this is my truth, right? And mm-hmm. I don't like sugarcoating things. Yeah. To me, when I hear the word have a balance, right? Mm-hmm. I was fascinated by that word a long time ago. And I was striving so much like, where's my balance? Like, I need mm-hmm. to find my balance. And then as soon as I have a kid, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, how am I going to manage all of this? <laughs> Well, there you go. There are my balances, like go out a window. Yeah. But really looking at it, if you have a lot of different things to juggle, a lot of different things that you have to, you know, configure and work through day in and day out, it might not entirely there. Mm -hmm. The balance that you're looking for probably is not there. Mm -hmm. However, I do believe that you can still have a sense of balance how you see it fit, mm-hmm. right? Some people might be saying, yeah, you cannot do X, Y, and Z in the weekend or you cannot do X, Y, and Z during after hours. Like, hey, whatever works for you, mm-hmm. it works for you. So I no longer strive like trying to chase that mm-hmm. balance, right? That people like either determine to um, create or stuff like that. I feel like if I don't have the balance, then so be it. As long as I can get the portion that I need to help me feel fulfilled, right? Be it speaking at um, different events or maybe be it like, you know, reconnecting with my friends or playing games or, you know, take a bath once in a while or maybe even just like watching Korean drama. I was like, whatever it is that makes you feel fulfilled. I felt like that is your balance, right? That is the center that you need to make you feel, well, happy and being taken care of. So I don't know. I don't know. That that was a powerful answer for sure, because um, this is something that I spoke of um, in a previous podcast and it has evolved, right? Like currently I look at balance as the 
as like a lava lamp right like it flows from the top to bottom sometimes it's mm. oh i'm getting the word oh yeah i was getting the word in hindi as like it's there and i was like no 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 it's stable right like it's mm-hmm. it's there where it is and then sometimes it's just flowing from top to bottom and that can look like balance like giving to one thing and taking away from others only for it to come back right so it's like a never mm-hmm. going loop um i promise i can make better sentences it's just 12 o'clock at night and i'm having a long day <laughs> but oh, all right fine. yeah uh, my next question to you ari is this what has been one of your soul's conquest and what is your current soul's conquest and because you mentioned video games that you play games um i'd like to kind of give an example behind this it's almost like how often times we go on side quests to get like potions friends um weaponry and all of this stuff to help us on the main quest whatever that main quest looks like in a video game mm. it's similar to that it's like all these tiny tiny small quests that we go on mm that helps us along on the main quest called life so yeah oh that definitely looks different from one person to another mm-hmm. right and i think age affect some of these decisions mm-hmm. and consideration as well as where you are in life right now maybe you don't have a kid or maybe you have i don't know three kids right yeah. for me however though in the beginning i was in my 20s when i built my company Mm-hmm. and i was determined just like okay i got to get this off the ground i'm going to work hard right juggling everything like doing so many different stuff i was even like yeah. you know working on another day job to basically help build my company on the side mm. it was a lot and if you ask me like would i do it again at this age of me like having a 7 year old and then wherever i am right now it's just not possible right so i think it depends in those of like where are you right now and what can you really do mm. well to help build whatever you want to build maybe it is your career maybe it is the business that you want to eventually create as a bigger corporation whatever that might be but in terms of like just trying to gain that fulfillment i felt like i have to be strict a little bit with myself when it comes to work because i could work like 24/7 if i could right if i don't need sleep but i love my sleep so i felt yeah. like identify areas that you really enjoy mm-hmm. and what do you need so that you can stay in that moment in that space that you feel like okay i come back to work every monday knowing that i'm ready to tackle things like mm-hmm. what do you need to do obviously probably not working 24/7 um <laughs> uh, because i've done that no longer doing that because then i got into you know heavy burnout and i was questioning like whether or not i want to continue building a company so i realized i needed time for myself beyond all things related to work right be it to you know maybe once or twice in a week i would go to events and reconnect with the people in my network um or maybe have coffee with my friends over the weekend or have dinner with my friend or maybe just like doing games with family whatever it is right i felt like the side quest that you mentioned earlier is important to supplement your energy i guess mm-hmm. for the lack of a better word to come back to do your main thing right your work your job your side hustle whatever that might be because i felt like without doing the side quest and also you know building up that energy you will get burnout and mm. trust me it is not a fun place to be 
definitely not i help people with stress and burnout and ugh, i have been through burnout and ugh, oh get yeah. ugly yeah. i oh my gosh i could like write hundreds of books on how bad that experience was so i love your answer so much ari my next question to you is this what is something that recently impacted your life recently impacted my life mm this is a big question um I have to maybe think of it for just a few seconds because there's so much that has happened in the past few years. Um, I would say though, having having my son was a big impact and the way I see my own schedule, the way I, you know, try to eat healthier or just like really taking care of myself. Um, that would probably be one of them. But the other thing too, just around support, right? I felt mm-hmm. like without having the support that I needed, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm. So I owe it to mention, um, I mean, the mentors that I mentioned a lot earlier, definitely owe it a lot to them for just giving me the insights that I needed so that I can make the decision what I need to pursue to help grow the company. But also the support from, you know, my husband, the people in my network and continuously growing with them is so fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also come back to, you know, that side quest, right? Like beyond the work that you do, who are you really? Like, what are some of your interests? You know, I joke with my husband that I don't really have a hobby and he would you know, keep telling me like, you should stop working. Your work is not your hobby. Like find mm-hmm. a hobby. It was like, I don't even know what my hobby is. And then I fell into, you know, gaming with my husband, doing board games or, well, these days I play Diablo. So, <laughs> hey, don't judge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it's just, you know, you need to find that side quest, mm-hmm. right? Because without the side quest, it's going to be a boring routine for you. At one point, it's going to be too monotone. Mm. for you and then you're going to realize that is this it is there nothing else more to Mm. life I mean there's so much still more to life you just need to explore and you know figure out what is it that you want to do with it I love that that is so powerful once again Ari all right my next question to you is this what is something that people should check out of yours after they finish listening to or watching this episode okay check out my book we recently made it to the top three of bestsellers. So I'm super excited for that. Hopefully it will be, you know, useful for you as well, especially if you are currently trying to, you know, figuring out what could work better for your website, maybe creating that conversion, get more conversion, or maybe you're in the middle of like trying to redo your website. Hopefully Mm -hmm. this book can be that guidance you need um, so that you can gain the insights from how we would typically do the process in-house with our team. I love that. One last thing that you would like to leave the listeners or watchers of this podcast with. Hmm. I would say, you know, really take into an account of what is it that makes you feel fulfilled, right? Because oftentimes people would say, yeah, I just need to, you know, hustle hard and then, you know, get to work and stuff like that. I don't think we're at that stage anymore, especially after pandemic, right? There's so much more to Mm. your surrounding, to your life, to your needs as a person as well. So definitely think about like, what else make you happy beyond the work, the important work that you do right now, right? Or the career Mm. that you're trying to build right now. What else feel important for you? 
So I'll I'll just leave everybody with that thought. I know that can be, you know, a not so much a quick answer sometimes, mm-hmm. right? It could be really tough to try to figure it out, but hey, start somewhere. Yeah, I love that. Oh, all right. Thank you so much, Ari, for being here. This has been such a wonderful episode. You gave so many wonderful, wonderful tips that are so beautifully linked with your story. Thank you once again for being here. I hope you had fun. Yeah, I did. Thank you so much for having me here today. I look forward to, you know, just connecting with more of you guys who listening to this particular episode. Yeah, and we can connect on LinkedIn. Yeah, for sure. I'll be dropping your links in the podcast description. So people, whoever you're listening right now, if you feel aligned with Ari, please feel free to check out the links, click on them, and you will be directed to where Ari exists right now. Let's go. I mean, not like the physical address, but (laughs) just like where she is on virtually. All right. With that, thank you so much for being here. let's go thank you so much you guys for listening to the end of this podcast i hope that today's guest inspired you and gave you a lot of amazing tips that you can try out in your digital life let's go let's go let's go all right with that i hope that if you enjoyed this episode you leave a review on apple you can share this podcast with anyone else who is on same boat as you are we succeed when we grow together and that is the vibe of this podcast we are here to inspire people we are here to go together you are not alone in this journey so if you feel that someone is stuck and is in the same position as you are please feel free to share this podcast episode with them and if you feel like there is a guest who has inspired you in the past and who could potentially inspire people who were in the same place that you were in reach out to me on instagram at the souls conquest with an underscore after every word. So the underscore souls underscore conquest and reach out to me there. Follow me, subscribe me. If you love this podcast episode and if you had a major takeaway from it, take a screenshot of this episode, add a link, share your takeaway and tag me on Instagram at the souls conquest. I'm super excited to see you there. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get going. We have an amazing, amazing annual guest lined up. So I hope you're ready to get inspired. I hope you're ready to follow your dreams just as these people did and to potentially be on this podcast somewhere down in the future. Maybe. You know what? Let's do this. Let's make it happen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? If you are, let's go. Let's do this. Peace out. Mm-hmm.